It's, again, good to be with you tonight, and uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to preach. I was uh, just going to be here in the morning, but uh, he invited me to come back in the evening, and I decided to do that. So uh, this is, again, uh, God's uh, opportunity for me to share God's Word. And um, one of the things that uh, has helped me as a Christian and as a missionary um, and for anybody in Christian service is to realize the need to pray and to have biblical words and uh, truths to pray about. So in my Christian life, um, there have been prayers that have been especially helpful to me that I've prayed uh, often or at sometimes prayed even daily. So those include uh, the pattern prayer that the Lord gave us, that's often called the Lord's Prayer. The prayers of Paul have been a great help to me, and I, I still pray those. But very recently, in the past few years, uh, a, a prayer that is in the Psalms has been um, has given me a lot of words to pray, and uh, that is Psalm 90. So I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Psalm 90, and I think what would be good for us is to read the entire psalm together, uh, for me to lead in reading that. And even though I'm not going to preach on the entire psalm, uh, to read all of it would be helpful. So, Psalm 90, it says there, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And here is his prayer. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it's cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands 
establish thou it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and how you want to speak to us by your spirit. And we pray that you would help us to be humble, yielded, submissive, and believing whatever you say. Lord, help us to not just be hearers, but doers of your word. And we pray that you would use your truth uh, to change our lives. Uh, We ask in Jesus' name and for your glory's sake. Amen. One of my early memories was when I was six years old. I was... um, I was disobedient to my parents. Uh, I had been disobedient to my parents many, many times before that, but this was a very serious, uh, especially serious issue uh, because I crossed the street uh, of uh, Cicero Avenue at a point where it had no traffic lights. And uh, Cicero Avenue at that point is a six lane road, very busy, and it was one block away from our house where, where I grew up. And um, I distinctly remember doing that and feeling like I had achieved something. <laughs> and I also distinctly remember my parents disciplining me when they found out about that. That made an indelible impression upon me, if you know what I mean. Um, now, the reason why I tell that story is because I am now 56 years old. So that happened 50 years ago, but I remember many, many details about that like it happened yesterday. Uh, And some people may say that 50 years is a long time, but again, in that example, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. And according to God's word, Psalm 90, 50 years is not a very long time. Uh, 50 years and 100 years and 1,000 years is very, very short. Psalm 90 is famous as the prayer of Moses, the man of God. It's also famous as a psalm that focuses on the shortness of life. It says that the years of a person's life are three score years and 10, 70 years, or perhaps 80 years, and that a person's life is like grass that withers away, or like a dream in sleep that vanishes when you wake up. But that focus, that truth, is only the first part of Psalm 90, verses 1 to 11. Verses 12 to 17 is the application of the truth. Because of the fact that life is very, very short, uh, he prays, and he prays three main requests. Since life is so short, uh, we must avoid wasting our life. And these three prayer requests are requests that we pray to God to avoid wasting our life, because it's only God that can enable us to avoid wasting our life. 
It's only God who can make that life a life that has eternal value and make a life, really a life worth living, not lived in bitterness and anger and depression and the guilt of addiction, but a life of joy. It's only God who can do that. Uh, this psalm describes 100 years, if we, uh, an application of what the psalm says, if you lived 100 years, that would be like 24 minutes. And I say that because verse 4 says that a thousand years is like a watch in the night. And in Moses' day, the watch in the night was four hours, 240 minutes. So if a thousand years is like 240 minutes, living a hundred years would be like living 24 minutes. I doubt that I'm going to make it that long. <laughs> so I've probably only got like 17 minutes or 18 minutes. And I've lived already 12, 13, 14 minutes of my 18 minutes of life. The point is that life is very, very short and it is very quickly passing away. And we want to avoid wasting the life that God has given us and the rest of the years that the Lord has given us. And that's why we need to pray Psalm 90, verses 12 to 17. So how can we avoid wasting our life? It is not by getting as many fun experiences as we can and checking those off our bucket list. Uh, what a waste that would be. For example, what if someone gave you a one-hour shopping spree at the mall with a credit card to use that had a $100,000 credit limit? And you know there is such a credit card like that? I looked this up on the internet. So there is such a thing as a $100,000 credit card. And if someone gave you that to use for one hour, would you use that hour uh, playing at McDonald's Play Place? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Um, not wasting your life is also not about trying to be famous and have a spot in the limelight that, uh, and a statue in a park uh, in your name someplace. The wisdom books that uh, is, includes Psalms, Job, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, tells us that trying to get a memorial to yourself is also a waste of time, a waste of life. So how can we avoid wasting our life? Psalm 90, verses 12 to 17, teaches us how. To not waste your life, we need to ask God to work in us. To avoid wasting your life, ask God to work in you. It is God who gave us life, and it is God alone who can make that life wise, satisfying, and blessed. Psalm 90 is a prayer, and verses 12 to 17 are three main prayer requests that are about two verses each. Three prayer requests asking God, number one, to teach us to value each day 
so that we seek wisdom. Secondly, asking God to satisfy us with his steadfast love that we would rejoice all of our days. And the third request is asking God to bless us, to favor us, to establish the work of our hands. Let's look at these three prayers. Prayer number one. Lord, teach me to value each day so I seek wisdom. Have you ever prayed that to the Lord? We, ask, we have asked the Lord for wisdom. But this is more than that. It's asking us, asking the Lord to teach us to value each day so that I recognize the need to seek wisdom and that by realizing the brevity of my life, the brevity of this day, that I seek wisdom of how to live it. Verses 12 to 13. Moses writes, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. You notice the first word of verse 12 is the word so. And that alerts us that now Moses is moving to an application of what he has been saying in verses 1 to 11. That life is very, very short. And since life is very, very short, so, request number one, teach me. Uh, because life is short, teach us to number our days. I wonder, how many paper clips do you own? Have you ever thought about that? If you haven't, here's your chance. Uh, how many paper clips do you own? Uh, probably none of us can answer that very well or very uh, specifically because uh, we don't, we've never counted our paper clips. And why don't we count our paper clips? Because they're just not very valuable. Uh, we count our money because our money is valuable. We count heads because heads are valuable too. <laughs> and we also even count our years. We know how long that, how uh, many years we have lived. But we don't count our days and the point of this passage is not that we, you know, have to figure this out um, and do some math. The point is that we value our days, that we recognize each day is, is very valuable so that we get a heart of wisdom of how to live it. Uh, God tells us, to number not just our years, but to number our days, to value each day. And that is so that, verse 12b, so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom, so that we would seek wisdom and get a heart of wisdom. Because when we really realize the value of something, we pray for wisdom of how to use it, right? If we really value something, we ask God for wisdom of how to use it. Like in the shopping spree uh, scenario earlier, 
if you had one hour to buy anything and to buy as much as you wanted, up to $100,000, what would you do? As a Christian, I can tell you what you, th you should, what should be the first thing you should do. The first thing you should do is ask, is to stop and pray and ask God for wisdom of how to use that 60 minutes and that $100,000 credit limit. Asking God for wisdom because that $100,000, that's very valuable. But you and I have something more valuable than $100,000. We have one solitary life. We have one single life. And that is quickly passing away. Uh, Psalm 90 also describes our life not only as having days, but also consisting of strength. Uh, days is in verse 9. All our days are passed away and by wrath. Verse 10 mentions in the middle, if by reason of strength they be fourscore years. So our days will run out when our strength runs out. Our life will run out when our strength runs out. Uh, we experience that on a daily basis, right? Uh, there comes a time, and for me, it's like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., where I just, I, I can't stay awake. Uh, my wife asks me a question, and I just can't comprehend it anymore. <laughs> and I say, please ask me in the morning, because my strength had run out, has run out on that day. And one of the reasons why I think God made it that way is to remind us every day that there will come a time, uh, just like each day, when in our entire span of our life, that the strength of our life will run out. And even if we want to live longer, just like sometimes we want to stay up longer and do more work, there will come a day that we might want to live longer, but our strength has run out, and it's time to meet God. That will happen to each one of us. And so we need wisdom, not only of how to use our time, but we need God's wisdom of how to use our strength. Because each day we have a limited amount of strength. And in our lives, we have a limited amount of strength. Now, this doesn't mean that we should always be occupying ourselves with work. Because sometimes the will of God, God's wisdom for us, is to rest, is to refresh ourselves physically and spiritually, to do some things like going to the park, like spending some time in the garden. Uh, it's um, what we are seeking is not to do a lot of work. What we are seeking is to do a lot of God's will or to do God's will all the time. And sometimes God's will is for us to rest, to refresh ourselves, to do activities that are spiritually refreshing or physically refreshing. Because the word wisdom here is the common word in the wisdom books and the Old Testament for wisdom, which has the root idea of skill. 
the skill of pleasing God. So what we are asking for when we pray for wisdom is we're asking God to give us skill to use our time and to use our strength in a way that pleases him. What would please God at this moment? What would please God for this next hour of what I should do? And the skill of pleasing God, of course, comes from God's word. We ask God for wisdom, and God directs us of how to apply his word to our specific situation. Verse 13 Ask God to return, O Lord, how long? And that word return has the idea of, just like it's, it says, of you're going in one direction and you reverse direction. So it's asking God to return, and probably that's referring to God reversing the curse of sin. Uh, in the context, and we're reading uh, verse 13, but in verses uh, 7 through 11, there has been a repeated theme that uh, Moses has been talking about. If you look at verse 7, verse 7 mentions God's anger and God's wrath, which troubles us. Verse 8 mentions that God sees our sins, even our secret sins. And again, verse 9 mentions God's wrath. Verse 10 mentions that God has given to us labor, difficult labor and sorrow, and our life is soon cut off. It is short. And verse 11, again, mentions God's wrath and God's anger. All of that is God's response to sin. And we live in a, on an earth, and we have a body that is, um, has been affected by Adam's fall. That's why in this world there is sin, there is sickness, there is death, we get weak, uh, our bodies give out. That's all part of, of living in a sin-cursed world, uh, a world of sin cursed by God. There is difficulties, and ultimately there is death. But someday God will reverse the curse, um, and God is already doing that. For his servants. God is, has given us a new heart. He's, making, he's made us into new creatures. He's enabling us to walk in newness of life and to be transformed into the image of his dear son. And God is doing that already. Uh, so this is the prayer request for God to reverse the curse of sin and to repent thee or have pity concerning thy servants, to have pity on his servants. So this first truth, I want us to 
examine ourselves on this issue. Are we God's servants? Are we doing God's will? Are we numbering or valuing each day so that we seek wisdom on how to live it in a way that pleases God according to his will? Lord, teach me to value each day so I seek wisdom. The second main request we should pray is verses 14 to 15. Lord, satisfy satisfy me with your love that I may rejoice all my days. Verse 14. O satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. And the word evil there means calamity or trouble, difficulties, problems. And that's what life is full of. A lot of difficulties and problems. Um, There's suffering. You know, our cars break. (laughs) Uh, There's always weeds that we've got to pull out again and again from the ground. Uh, Sometimes we get sick. Uh, This is a biblical worldview, that this world is like that. And that is helpful so that we don't seek satisfaction, joy, and peace on the things of this earth. Because the things of this earth will never satisfy. The things of this earth are passing away. It is full of sorrow and difficulty and death. So if somebody seeks for joy and happiness on this earth or the things of this earth, they'll never find satisfaction. So instead, we pray, Lord, satisfy us early with your love because it's the love of God that satisfies. Not even the love of people, not jobs, not uh, money or comfort. But it's God's hesed. The word mercy is the word hesed here, which means uh, loving kindness or loving loyalty or steadfast love. This tells us that it is God, the Lord of the Bible, who satisfies. Uh, It's his love shown at the cross. It's love of Christ for us. It's the love that God shows us every day by giving us life, by giving us many blessings to enjoy, by satisfying us with food. That is the love of God that we see every day. And that's why we should rejoice and be glad all of our days. I I heard a story about a, a Christian who was a teacher of English in China. And uh, he had a rule that if somebody, uh, one of his students was using their cell phone in class, then they would have their cell phone confiscated for a day. And one day he saw two girls in the back using a cell phone. So in the middle of class, he goes back there and takes it. and keeps it. 
after class is dismissed, everybody leaves, except for those two girls. And they sat, sit back there with a sad face and a sour face. And so he walks back there and he says, why are you so sad? And they answer, teacher took our cell phone. And he says, well, you can still be happy without a cell phone. And they answer, no cell phone, no happy. And that's kind of funny, but that's also kind of sad that people often have their happiness bound up in an experience or a gadget or seeing something or watching something or hearing something. Uh, instead, you can be satisfied by God's love. And that's the only thing that can really satisfy you. This second request asks God to satisfy us early with his loving kindness. And that word early can mean both early each day in the morning and also early in our lives. Because verse 6 describes our life like a day, having a morning, which is the early years of our life, and an evening, the later part of our life. And so when it says, satisfy us early with your mercy, with your loving kindness, it can mean both. That the Lord would satisfy us early uh, each morning and would satisfy us early in our lives. And we need both of those. You know, we need God to satisfy us early in our lives so that we would not waste our lives on seeking for happiness in the things of the earth that don't satisfy. And really, each day, we need God to satisfy us with his love so that we don't spend that day uh, wasting our time by being angry and bitter or depressed or seeking some uh, pleasure. We need God to satisfy us uh, in the morning each day. I remember George Mueller uh, used to say or wrote that his um, every morning it was God's, uh, I forget the word he used, God's uh, impression upon him, what God wanted him to do was to satisfy himself with God's love each day. And so George Mueller set out by prayer and God's word to get his heart uh, happy in God. And we can be happy in God, have true joy in the Lord every day despite our circumstances. Um, when the communists took over China in 1949, they wanted Arthur Matthews to work as a spy for them. And when he said no, they, um, what's the word, they uh, detained Arthur Matthews and his wife and their little daughter for many months and intentionally deprived them of food, of uh, fuel, so that they could be warm and they could cook their food. 
they deprived them a lot of a lot of that. They would not allow them to buy medical supplies for their physical needs. They made the Matthews family to suffer. And there was one day when Arthur was squatting by a little fire that he had made, made out of leaves that he had gathered, coal dust that he had left over, and he mixed that coal dust with cow manure, and that was the fuel for this little fire he had. And he was toasting some old dry bread, and that would be their dinner, and they had nothing to put on that bread. Um, and uh, he recounts that as he was doing that, and of course experiencing both physically and emotionally uh, suffering and feeling sorry for his circumstances, that his uh, little girl, who was preschool-aged, named Lila, started singing. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear, and safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid, but God is round about me. And can I be dismayed? And God used that to really prick Arthur Matthew's heart, that if he abides in heavenly love, in God's love, he can rejoice and be glad in the Lord. The third prayer request to avoid wasting your life is verses 16 and 17. Lord, show your favor upon us to establish the work of our hands. Verse 16, let thy work appear unto thy servants. Uh, that means you're working, your powerful working. Show your powerful working in my life and thy glory, your majestic glory unto their children, your servants' children. And let the beauty or favor of the Lord be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands, yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Why do we need the Lord's powerful working uh, to be to appear to us, to be uh, done in our lives? Why do we need the Lord's majestic glory to be shown in our circumstances and his favor, uh, his, his beauty to be upon us so that our work, the work of our hands would be established so that it would take root and bear fruit so that what we do would have eternal value. And it is only God who can do that. You know, even the things that somebody in full-time ministry does, a missionary does, or a pastor, it really only has eternal value if God decides to have his favor and blessing and power and show his glory upon it. So we can witness, we can preach, we can teach, counsel, do all of these things. But we need the Lord's majestic glory, his, his favor and beauty to be upon us, 
to establish the work of our hands so that what we do would not just be a waste. And it's only God who can do that. Only God can rescue a life from being sayang. Sayang is a Tagalog word that means, uh, what, mean? what a waste. Uh, so if, if you've got uh, a resource that uh, gets spoiled or destroyed, it's sayang, what a waste. Uh, if you uh, have time and you waste your time doing something that really is fruitless, it's sayang. It's a waste. And we don't want our lives to be like that because we have time, we have opportunities, we have strength. And as long as we live, God has a mission for us, something he wants to accomplish through us that has eternal value. And that's why we need God to work in us. We need to pray, Lord, teach me to value each day so that I seek wisdom of how to live this day pleasing to you. Lord, satisfy me early with your loving kindness that this day I would rejoice in you. And Lord, would you show your favor and working and blessing and power upon the work of my hands that it would be established. Only God can make a life, a life lived wisely with true joy and that has eternal fruit. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would help us to seek you. And Lord, right now we pray, would you teach us to value each day that we may get a heart of wisdom of how to live pleasing to you each day. Lord, would you satisfy us early with your loving kindness that we would rejoice and be glad all of our days, a joy in Christ. And Lord, would you show your favor and power and blessing upon us to establish the work of our hands. And we ask this for your glory's sake, in Jesus' name, amen.